0: This podcast is sponsored by ArtColorKit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit ArtColorKit.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I don't really have anything planned for today. Uh, I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit and then just see where it goes. uh, I'm a little irritated with myself. I forgot to take my medicine last night, so... I'm all natch right now, and I feel a lot better than I'd feel whenever I'm t- taking my medicine, which uh, makes me a little uncomfortable, to be honest. Uh, I'm starting to realize the struggle between taking and not taking the medicine. Um, normally, whenever I'm about this time of day, I feel really tired, and I feel like a complete loss of energy, and I just feel like kind of down. But today, I feel fine. I mean, I've got a lot of work done this morning. I'm a little concerned with the job offer that I got, so I'm kind of treading water on that because I got two more job uh, interviews lined up, and it's, like, more within my wheelhouse. So, like, I like the idea of doing something I'm more familiar with, and so I'm going to – I am pushed them off. I took my drug test yesterday. I passed the flying colors. Yay, yeah, so I'm all square with that. So I just have to decide if I want the job or not. The two places that I have lined up for interviews are uh, it'd be a vinyl production uh, position, like print production. And that's like right in my wheelhouse. Like I've been doing that for almost six six plus years now. So like I feel a lot more comfortable doing something like that rather than trying something entirely new where I have to learn a whole bunch of new stuff. Um, and also I feel like the place where i've been offered the position uh it's like really micromanagey. like for my interview there was five people in one two three four four people in there plus me no five because the the president of the place came into the interview too so it was like i feel like everyone's all in everyone's business there and i just don't know if it'd be a good place to work But, you know, whatever. If I have to take the job, I have to take the job. I already got toe boots for it, so, you know, whatever. I'll I'll be happy. I'll bring my good energy and my good attitude to wherever I end up going. Um, But I have a phone interview today at 2, and I'm pretty excited about that. It's for a place called, like, Direct Sign Warehouse or Wholesale or something, it's like a big warehouse company that uh produces signs uh for wholesale. So I'm guessing there's a ton of work to be had there. And that's really what I'm looking for is a place where I can just work and just like use up energy and just um, you know, get in a groove again because I feel like I've kind of punched myself out. Like I've um uh, done all this work Like, I've spent the last five years basically sprinting since I got to Denver. Uh, I'd be working at my job and then I'd get off and go work at the studio. And I'd just be making artwork and making, 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 making. And I didn't really, I don't really know what I'm doing it for. I guess for like success or for like Instagram likes or for something. I don't know. But, I've kind of lost the narrative now. Like, I've punched myself out. Like, I've made so much work. And, like, I have a plan. Like, I know what I want to make, but I don't have the space to make it. Um, I have a whole bunch of doodle drawings that I've made that I need to enlarge. I think it's, like, 30-something of them. Maybe, like, 32, 33 of them. And I would love to do those, but I don't have the space for it right now. Um, So... I think once I get moved, and once I get settled in a job, I'll be able to um, start playing around with those. But also, it's like, what's the point? Like, I'm just not seeing the point anymore. And it's almost like my studio's becoming some type of like, like hide away from the world where I can just like close myself off and just be somewhere. And I think that's what it's always been but now that I have all this free time to just sit and just be here, and, like, I'm not making as much work as I'd like to make, like, I've made some, but I'm not making as much as I would like to make, uh, oh, oh, that reminds me, um, my friend Charlotte Smith, she's a potter, uh, she sent me, like, a, a really, uh, in-depth response to episode 14, I think it was, and, it was just like she did it in an audio format and she just sent it through Instagram. So I got to listen to her voice and listen to her tell me her thoughts on what I was speaking about. I think that's the episode where I'm talking about how like I'm confused with progress. Like I'm not sure what progress really looks like anymore and how uh, I, I don't view if I have to go back home. I don't view that as a step backwards. I view that as a step forward. Uh, and it's just like into the direction where, um, I'm supposed to go eventually, I think. So it's like, she gave me a good response to that. And one of the things that stood out to me is that she was talking about the idea of if you're not growing, you're not succeeding. And she thinks it's a bad idea to think that way. And I'm really trying to, I trust her implicitly, like in her mind, she's a brilliant person. She's a brilliant artist. I've known her Oh, longer than I've been, uh, let's see, we met at art school whenever we were like 16. Um, So I've almost known her longer than I've not known her, which is like a weird age like marker to be. I think next year, once I turn 32, I'll have known her longer than I have not known her. Um, But she said, if you're not growing, you're not succeeding. And she thinks that that's a bad idea like to think in those terms. So I'm not trying to grow right now and as and, and equate that with success. What I'm trying to do now is um, I'm trying to be clear-headed. And unfortunately, I'm on medication that it makes it to where that's very difficult to be. And also it makes it difficult to stay on the positive side of life uh, just because the the medicine kind of just depresses my entire demeanor, and it like numbs my my brain. I think I'm on too high of a dosage. So once I get to the, my doctor again, I'm gonna let him know that I think I'm on too high of a dosage, because it makes me lethargic, and I'm gonna see if we can scale it back. I'm hoping that we figure out the medicine to where it like it works, but it doesn't impede me any like uh, in my energy because I don't have the energy to just keep running forward and just taking all the hits and just making stuff happen. like I just don't have that energy anymore. Like um, when I used to work in the print shop at Zarnowski, um, I would always want to rush through jobs and get things done quickly um, and just try to get the job done as fast as possible. And I used to equate speed with 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 uh, success. And I have that in my art a lot too, it's, I think if I have it, if I complete work quickly, then it's successful. But right now, I'm starting to realize that life is long. And you just have to enjoy the process. And so now that I'm stepping back and trying to enjoy the process, I'm starting to uh, realize that The process I made, uh, it I I just don't have the space to complete it, and that's just a sad part of what I'm doing dealing with right now. So what I'm gonna have to do is uh, take a bunch of my artwork out of my flat file and like store it somehow, like maybe in a shoebox or get some boxes and just store art in it. I was also thinking about getting some folders with some like clear plastic sleeves. And just putting them in there so I can like look at them like like in a book format. I I just don't know. Um, So I'm trying not to equate growth with success, but I am trying to grow. And I think it's you got to do it slowly. Slow growth is better than no growth. And compared to what I was doing when I first got to Denver, I am light years ahead because I want to make a living off of my artwork. That's my eventual goal is I want to be able to sell my work and make a living from my artwork. And so last year, the goal was to make $100 a month, or the equivalent of $1,200 from my artwork. And I was able to reach that goal last year. So now my goal this year is I want to make $200 a month from my artwork or $2,400 for the year and I want to make that from my artwork, and I've, I'm I'm on my way, Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it next month, I'm going to figure something out, I think I got lucky this month by having an art show, which, I can't remember if I talked to you all about that or not, but it was, it was fun, we had, we did it on um, Saturday, it's on Friday for first Friday, we had a decent number of people show up. I sold two pieces, which is incredible. And then um, I, a lot of friends came. A lot of uh, Dre's friends came. And then, like, I got to meet some of the other artists. One of them's name was Cindy. She was really great. Um, and she had to, a lot of her friends show up. So it was a good crowd. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a party party because we didn't have a band or anything, but the show looked good, I was happy with it, I think the other artists were happy with it, and the people who came enjoyed it, as far as I could tell, so I'm happy with that, and then, let's see, what else happened on the weekend, So I feel like something happened Saturday, Uh, I think I I met uh, a guy named John, I believe was his name, uh, just from sitting outside, and I was talking with him, about uh, just life in general, and he's suggested like I should try to look for jobs in the weed weed industry, like trimming bud or something like that. And if I can't find anything that works out for me, I'm gonna really look at doing something like that because I could just put my headphones in, listen to audiobooks or a podcast, and just trim weed, which I think would be a really fun job to have. And so if if it goes south with all these options that I have right now, I'll I'm definitely gonna look at that. But he ended up buying a piece from me, like a small one, which was the actual piece that was the transition from um, the watercolor heads into the more doodly big pieces. So like I'm really happy that piece found a home because it's an important one, and I'm glad he was able to get it, and he is really happy with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's always nice to have a piece find a home and I'm happy, at, like this past weekend, I was able to place three in three homes. And it, and it went, one went to Angel, one went to Whitney, and one went to John. Um, and Whitney's husband's name is John, but I'm talking about a different John. So I guess it went to two Johns, and one Whitney, and one Angel. I don't know. I feel like there's humor in there somewhere, and I just can't... Uh I just can't find it right now, but uh, so, um, oh, and then Sunday, Dre and I woke up early and went on a hike out near Morrison, uh, and it was beautiful, I I had a tough time getting up the hill, uh, I mean, getting up the mountain, just because of the altitude, and I feel like I'm a little out of shape, but I think it was more to do with altitude, and uh, just getting used to moving again, but once we got up the mountain, it was like about a, a mile and three quarters to get up the mountain, and then about a mile and three qu- or a mile and a half down, uh, and it was just a nice little jaunt, and we had a good time getting out of the city and just being out in the mountains uh, over there near Red Rocks, and, which I've still never been to a concert at Red Rocks, and the tickets are just so expensive right now because like it, you can only get them through the scalpers or the people who are reselling them. So like the prices are way up in the air and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to see a concert. Um, I did have an opportunity one time to go, but I turned it down and I kind of regret that. Uh, I should have just gone, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Let's see. What else did it do Sunday? Um, I think it was like really, I don't know, I might have been, really, uh, no, I went to the studio after we went hiking and just kind of hung out. Um, oh, Saturday, I got some new boots, uh, some still toe boots. This is for the job, if I do accept it, um, that I'm not that comfortable with. Uh, it'll. Uh, I needed still toe boots for it, so I just went ahead and got them, but I still have the receipt, so if I need to take them back, I'll just take them back. Let's see, what else is going on? Uh, The check engine light came on in my car, which sucks, Uh, but I just got gas, so I know that if you get gas, sometimes it can make the check engine light turn on, so I'm going to wait a few days before I start freaking out about it. Right now, life's pretty good. Uh, My unemployment kicked back in, so I should be getting that uh, this week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty in an all right spot. Just trying to make my bills, make my payments and find work. So, oh, what was I talking about? Sorry. I, without, well, if I don't have like a general structure, I just kind of like go off on tangents. Um, oh, what was I talking about? Growth, growth is uh, growing your art. Uh, let's see. What was it? If you're not growing, you're not succeeding and how that's bad. Okay, so I've been kind of stuck in the loop of constant growth, constant uh, efficiency upgrades, like trying to be as efficient as possible, uh, cutting stuff out of my life, cutting stuff out of my diet, and just trying to be as efficient and cost-effective as possible. Like, I feel like I've taken it too far, because like now I'm just like down to the dregs, and like... I need to grow in order to keep going. And so now I have to water what I have. And that's kind of where I'm at, I think, is growth is not, like, shouldn't, like, if you're not growing, you're not succeeding, is what she said. So if you're growing, you can be, you can grow and succeed, but I don't think that, growth is equivalent to success. So I think once you're in a happy spot and you're able to keep going, that can be success. So like I feel like I was successful at my last job or my job before last because I was efficient at my job. I was doing well. Uh, I had a nice balance between work and studio and life. Um I still had the mental problems that were unresolved, but I know that now. Um, And so I was a success. So what I need to find now is another job where I can be efficient and work well and be happy at and then create that work-life balance. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, and I think once I find that I will be a success, I think, I I, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of projecting out to the universe, kind of what I want to see happen. I'm finding that whenever I do these things, um, like project out what I'm thinking and like do a little discussion in this format, um, I talk less with Dre and I talk less with people in my life and I'm a little concerned about that because I only talk about, like I like, I don't want to talk about sad things or serious things on the podcast just because like life is not sad, but it is, it is serious. It's like, it's life or death, but I don't want, like, sadness to be left behind, if that makes any sense, because, like, as an artist, I'm not just worried about, like, what I'm making now and what I'm presenting now. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with, like, what I'm leaving behind. Like, so, if I pass away, like, I'm leaving behind a body of work, and I am happy with the body of work that I have right now, and I think if I were to pass away tomorrow, one. I think my family would have a hard time getting it back home. And two, um, I think that for posterity, like it's a concise, like not concise, but it's a direct beeline to my soul. Like I feel like the artwork is part of me and I've given it out and like I've given it up and given it out into the world in the form of visual art. And I'm happy with it. I I would I I feel like I can put it on the wall in a museum and be completely proud of what I've produced. And I think people would like it. Uh which I guess is what matters. But the reality of the situation is is that I am not going to die tomorrow as far as I know, and I have the rest of my life to keep producing. And hold on, let me backtrack. What I was saying is like, I don't want sadness to be, like, permeating through this podcast thing because, like, let's say if I die and then, like, this is, like, the audio record of, like, what I have put out into the world. Like, for my voice and my uh, my, uh, my personal voice, I don't want it to be sad because I'm not a sad person. Like, um, a lot of awful things have happened to me, but awful things happen to everybody and i try to stay on the lighter side of life and i try to stay on the happier side of life and i try to stay on the the more fun side of life but right now like i said in one of the first episodes is i have some heavy stuff happening to me and it's just if i have everything was great i would have started the podcast at the same time and i would have been a completely different tone to start this thing out with, but, but the idea I can only work with what I got, you know? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the more I put out my positive energy into the podcast, it seems like the less positive energy I have for the people around me. And I feel almost like, like deflated. Um, and I'm not sure if it's the medication or the just what's happening around me but I get really stressed out about um what's going to happen. I'm trying not to. I'm really really trying not to. But since I've refined my life down to where I only have so many pieces I'm working with, it's like I don't have much to distract me at the moment. So like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm trying to add things back into my life, and I think the first step is adding a job back into my life. And I'd like for that to be a job that I'm familiar with. And I am I have that job interview at 2, so in about an hour and 15 minutes. I'm hoping that it goes well, and I think that it might... Uh, turn into something. And then I have another company that I'm supposed to be interviewing with coming up pretty soon. And I like it a lot. And I hope that that's the one that I get uh, an offer with. We'll see. Um, Sorry, I just got really distracted. I just looked at the time on my phone and then just kind of went into cell phone world. One second, I'm going to go grab my coffee. Yeah. Oh, uh, my friend Catherine got me some decaf coffee from Cups, an espresso cafe. Uh, Cups is a coffee shop down in uh, Mississippi, and they make really good coffee. They do it through... uh, Wait wait a second. They make their coffee through something called a Swiss water process, and my friend John was explaining it to me uh, the other day, and apparently like what happens is you put the beans in water and you soak them and then like all the flavor comes out and all the caffeine also leaches out. And then you just keep adding more beans and somehow like the flavor stays in the bean at a certain point, but it still leaches the caffeine out. Um, so it's, it's a pretty cool process. Uh, I need to look it up for myself, which I probably won't. I'll just, I'm just going to take John's word for it, um, but the Swiss water process for the decaf sounds pretty good, but Catherine got it for me. She got me two bags, and so I'm set for a while. Um, I'm still going through my, um, my uh, Folgers just because I have it, and I just need to get through it before I start focusing on the fancy stuff. The Folgers does not taste very good, to be honest, after having that good decaf, and then we broke open one bag uh, on Sunday, because we had some nice brisket, and then we wanted to have a little coffee afterwards, so I brought the coffee, just so we could try it out, and it was top-notch. Yep, cold Folgers is just not the greatest, but it's something, it's something to do, and that's kind of where I'm at now, is I just need things to do. Um, what What about my art? So, my art... I um, I had a, I'm, how do I put this? I had a vision. So like what I've been doing recently is like basically recreating Van Gogh's uh, like painting of a man with his knees, uh, with his elbows on his knees and his head in his hands. Like that vision of that painting has just been in my head because I've been doing that so much because I've been so stressed out. And so, what I did today is I just kind of took out some vine charcoal and a graphite pencil and I just started drawing one out and started drawing it. And it looks like me sitting on the edge of a bed and just with my hands in my head, my head in my hands, and my elbows on my knees with my boots on, which I would not wear my boots on my carpet just because there's these things called goat heads and they're like thistles and they just stick to the bottom of your feet and they get caught in the carpet and they are a painful, painful thing to step on. And they're, they're called goat heads. If you've never seen them, look them up. They are crazy, but our yard is full of them. But so I guess that's one bright side of moving is no more goat heads. Well, no more yard either. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I drew that out and it felt good to just kind of like draw something freehand. It doesn't look like anything like worthwhile, but what I did was after I drew drew it, I wrote on the left, upper left-hand corner, God. And above the head, I wrote is, and the upper right-hand corner, I wrote good. And it's just like a reminder, uh, for me that since, uh, my experiences with the hospitals, um, I've become more spiritual and have been more open to the spiritual side of the world. And if you know me and have known me for a long time, I've been very hesitant to engage with that world. I've never, um, dismissed it as something that's untrue or something that's, uh, Like I've never claimed to be an atheist, um, but I've always claimed that like I only deal with things that concern me. Um, And I always thought that the spiritual side of the world didn't concern me. But now after facing these mental uh, strains and discovering that I'm bipolar, uh, I've been much more open to the mysteries of the world. And the things that are unexplainable, just because like there's just so much that I don't know. And there's a lot that I do know, but there's even more that I don't know. And I'm not discounting the spiritual side of things because, like, number one, the way I feel about it is if you play an instrument for like, let's say 17 years, I would call you a musician. Like, I don't care how good you are at it. I don't care, like, whatever, like, what the instrument is. If you play an instrument for 17 years, you're a musician, point blank. You can stop playing, but you have that musician mentality, and you are, like, in your heart of hearts a musician because you have the muscle memory and you did the work and you did you practiced and whatever it is. So, like, I was in the church for... Uh, up until I think I stopped going whenever I went to college. Um, so eighteen. Like I still went to Episcopal Church over in Brookhaven when I went to art school. And I went to the Baptist church there a little bit too. Brookhaven's where I went to uh an art high school. Uh it was a boarding school, so it was away from my parents. Um, so I still did some church stuff there. It wasn't frequent, but I did I did do it. And so up until 18. And I've been going to church off and on like with my parents and my family. But I kind of just like went into the world and was just trying to figure out the world. Now I'm like seeing the spiritual side of the world a little bit more clearly and understanding that it's, it's for people. It's for everyone, really. But it's for people who need solace and want solace. And it's for people who need some form of clarity in a chaotic world. It's, it's like, so like I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I spent 18 years in the church. So I'm a Christian, whether I want to be or not. And like experiencing going to the hospital really like shook me to my core. And at my core, I am, uh, like I have a Christian foundation, and so I am re-engaging with that aspect of my life just uh, just because it feels like it's the right thing to do, and it feels natural, and it feels correct. And my family has been very helpful in getting me reacclimated. Uh, probably some would say too helpful. Uh, Because, like, I'm not different. I'm the same person I've always been. Um, I'm just more open to spiritual things now. Um, And there's some things that, like, I just can't, like, take in anymore. Um, Like, I still love hip-hop. I still love rap music. um, But some of the violent imagery I can't really get behind anymore. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's just too close to... um, to my hospital stays, but it's, that stuff is real, like, violence is real, it happens to real people, and I'm having trouble listening to things, and having, like, people make music that not just glorifies it, but makes it sound really good, and makes you want to dance, um, And it's just like, I get it that it's people expressing their pain and their struggles and what they have to deal with in life. And that's not often pretty. It's often not PC and it's often not what people can relate to. But I feel like as a child, a lot of times I'd hear these rap lyrics and me and my friends, we'd laugh at them because they were just so ridiculous and i don't think we understood that it was what they were making was a response to like very real struggles in their world and very real struggles that they are responding to and so now uh like i got past that point whenever um whenever i uh, uh whenever i witnessed a suicide and i really withdrew into myself. The only thing that really brought me back out of it was hip hop and rap music because I felt like I could relate to it um, and relate to the imagery and relate to the death and relate to the chaos of the world. But now I'm having trouble listening to it just because I feel like it's poisoning my brain and putting like negative imagery into my brain. And now I know that, like, my mom used to always say it, but garbage in, garbage out. And it's like, if you put negative stuff into your brain and negative stuff into your life, you're only going to get negative things out. um, Unless you can distill it and find the positive, which is what I don't necessarily have the energy for right now. Does that make, I guess that makes sense. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to be more cognizant of what I'm putting into my brain. Because whenever I experienced psychosis uh, back in June, it was like my whole brain collapsed. And it's like everything that I've consumed, I didn't know if I had done it or if it was something that I had heard. So like movies, books, TV shows, um, you name it, everything, podcasts. Like I didn't know if it was happening to me or with me. Or because of me, uh, I completely lost all perspective. And so being surrounded by so many negative things really um, exasperated uh, my symptoms and really uh, really uh, hurt me, not physically, but mentally. And so... I'm trying to stay on the positive side of life and try to put positive things into my life and into my brain. Um, But I'm having trouble finding those things. I'm listening to some, like, I'm listening to better music, like music that's in foreign languages to where I don't know the lyrics, so it won't, like, trigger me in any way. And I'm trying to watch better shows, like uh, watching informational things, like for the past... Or for last night, I'd watched a whole bunch of these things called Eon or E-O-N from uh, PBS, like on YouTube. It's like a whole bunch of videos on animals, like prehistoric animals, and just showing like from all the records and the fossil file, fossil records, showing how like animals lived and what they did and how they changed the world and changed their environment. And, like, what happened because of uh, extinctions and those types of things. And so I've been trying to, like, fill my brain with those types of uh, uh, things. And I've been doing puzzles. Like, I mean, I've already talked to you about puzzles. But it's just been trying to, basically, what I'm doing is whatever old people do, that's what I'm trying to do. Because old people have lived a long time, and they've got some stuff figured out. And if they're happy, I'm doing what they're doing. I might be watching a little golf. Who knows? I think I was watching golf the other day at somebody's house. Oh, yeah, at Dexter's house. And it was interesting. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think as we get older, we start to appreciate different things and i'm starting to appreciate uh slowing down and just taking the world in and yeah so what am i grateful for i'm grateful that i have this podcast set up um i'm grateful that i forgot to take my medicine last night so i have the energy to do this podcast for some reason um i've i've, I've been like unable to like formulate thoughts because of the medicine And it just gives me like intense brain fog and like I'm unable to like continue a narrative. Um, And I'm grateful that I forgot so I can do this today. But I am going to be back on it tonight. So we'll see. I got to take the medicine. I don't want to have another breakdown. Uh, That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, I am going to speak to my doctor about lowering the doses, and I'd be grateful if that does happen. I'm grateful that Catherine sent me the decaf coffee. I'm grateful that I have grandparents I can look up to, and I'm glad that they're happy so I can just follow in their footsteps. What else am I grateful for? I'm grateful that my family gets together and has a family reunion once every two years. We had to cancel it last year, so it's rescheduled to this year, but I'm going to have to miss it uh, just because I can't start a job and then ask off work. It's just I can't do it. I certainly could, but I feel like it would be a very, I think I feel like it would be a misstep to do that right whenever I start working Uh, because I'm looking for to be somewhere for a long time and... If that is the case, I've got two more years. I can just go again. I hope that everyone's still around for it. If I coronavirus just messed everything up, man. I hope one day I'll be grateful for coronavirus. But right now, I'm just so resentful. Like shutting down the world really messed it up for a lot of people. And it really messed it up for me. Um, Like really, really messed it up for me. I hope one day I can find the bright side. Well, I guess let's try to find the bright side right now. Because of the shutdown, I was able to go home and visit for a week. And then later for a month, because of coronavirus, I was put back into a print shop. And I got to make a bunch of stickers and things for my art practice. Um, Because of coronavirus, I discovered that I am bipolar and that I need to be medicated to be healthy and balanced. Because of coronavirus, I got closer with Trey and our relationship got stronger. Because of coronavirus, I was able to get all my thoughts out into a written format and be concise with my ideas. Uh, Because of coronavirus, I lost a lot of weight, although I was kind of skinny before that. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, because of coronavirus, I was able to start doing this podcast because of stand-up shows being canceled. Or uh, open mic nights being canceled because of coronavirus. I had to quit doing jiu which sucks. Um, but that's the breaks. you yeah, had to quit. I'm hoping I can get back in there and do it again. But we'll see. I've got to do, uh, got to find a job that fits me. And I think that I've found two options at two sign shops, and they both have overtime. So I'll be able to get paid and start paying down my debt at a quick in in a quicker manner. What else? Because what what else is a reason why coronavirus is good? Because of coronavirus, I got some stimulus checks to help with my medical debt. Because of coronavirus, I don't know. I I got to travel across the country with Dre because she flew down to Mississippi and then we drove back up to Colorado together. Because of coronavirus, I I'm not sure. Let's see what was my trajectory before coronavirus. So in December, I had done the documentary for John Nieto with Reggie. In January, I started doing jiu-jitsu and started doing stand-up comedy, taking the classes for both of them. And I was suffering a little mental breakdown at that point, and I was looking at getting help, but I didn't, which was a mistake. I was planning on going to, to London, Spain with with uh, Tristan and Nathan and Chase and Carrie. And that would have been a lot of fun. I was planning on going to the family reunion, which got canceled. But what can I say? You know, I had a job that was working out for me. But that whole thing has disappeared. It's all disappeared. So now all I can do is move forward and find something else. And I think that it'll be good to um, be in a position where I'm making things and I'm making things in a production environment to where I can just be making things all day and using up that energy and then be moving a lot. Yeah, I like the sound of that. What else? I guess that's really it. I mean, uh, I've gone on here for well over 45 minutes and I don't feel like... like stretching or anything like that. I just feel like I'm just speaking. I wonder. Okay, here's what I'm gonna leave you with. I wonder what's gonna happen with stand-up comedy once, um, once I get really acclimated with speaking for long periods of time uh, into a microphone, because I've listened to stand-up comedy a lot. And now when I listen to it, I don't laugh. I'm just thinking about what they're saying. Like, I don't ever really laugh anymore, which is kind of startling. But I don't know if that's a good sign that I'm developing my own sense of humor and that I laugh from things that I think are funny and that's it. But no, that's not true. It's just like I get... I get the jokes, but I don't laugh for some reason. Like, I haven't... Uh, Cat Williams makes me laugh. That Eric Andre uh, movie made me laugh out loud. It's because how ridiculous it is, how ridiculous it was. I'm not... I can't remember the last time a comedian has just made me laugh out loud. It may have been Cat Williams. I think... I think, like, I just need to start getting back up on stage again and just talking... And trying to find what's funny. And I feel like this medium right here is a great way to just speak and to get used to speaking. But I don't know how to like lean it towards like funny things. Like, like I get it. Like there's some things are funny. But like, how do I know what you find funny Because like, I'm not there to hear you laugh. So like, how can I like feed off of your laughter and like turn things even funnier by leveling it up? Like, that's, that's kind of what the hurdle I need to get over. Because like, right now, I feel like really comfortable speaking. And I feel comfortable posting, but I don't know what's funny anymore. Um, Just because like, I'm not with people who are laughing. And I feel like it's going to just be something that slowly comes back when the world starts opening up again and I'm getting my second vaccine shot on the 18th. So I'll then be able to like seek out these open mics. And, and once that happens, I feel like I'm going to be sorry. I just zoned out. I was thinking about things I'd say at an open mic for some reason. Like I don't feel comfortable saying that stuff like in, on this format just because it's recorded. But like, whenever I'm writing stuff f- f- or doing stuff on an open mic stage, I don't mind being vulgar. I don't mind being like completely out of left field. I don't mind uh, saying non sequiturs. I don't mind uh, trying to fumble my way through a story that doesn't make any sense just because it's just a person with a microphone addressing a crowd of people. And like, nobody's recording it. And it's something about recording these things that really um, makes me think before I speak, but also helps me speak my truth as clearly as possible. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do I lean towards the funny in this format? Like, like the the other day, I, I recorded a bunch of, like, just things that I'd written in my notes section, and I tried to write more funny stuff in my journal, but it's, it's like, it almost seems forced and it doesn't seem funny. So I I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Like, I think I just have to wait for the open mics to come back and then I can just jump back into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, I'm grateful for you as always. Uh, This has been kind of a long one. Uh, So thank you for sticking it out and uh, let me be a part of your day. Um, thank you for your time. Um, yeah, so love you. I hope you have a great day, great evening, um, and wish me luck on my job interviews. Thanks. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by artcolorkit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit artcolorkit.com.